Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. See? No, listen. I can't bring Kim K here. You know what I mean? But Hannah Burner. I'm sorry. The podcast has really gone downhill since Kim K. I'm all you could get. Jesus. Wait, we need to go back in time for a minute because like I really feel like You guys, I knew this bitch when she had like five jobs. Yeah. And was just running on nothing. Who knew you had like sperm inside you? Who knew? And I just remember leaving her house and being like, that girl's really talented and she's working harder than anyone. And I just was like, I'm excited to see what she does. Stop. So when you're blowing up, I'm not gonna lie, some people were like, oh my God, did you see? And I'm like, yeah, because she went to Beacon. She's a Beaconite. We went to the same high school. I know the kind of blood in her veins. Yeah. You know? Well, people said that in a mean way. They were like, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no don't do that. People me. were like, ex- like, wow, like, that's insane. But you know She's what's wild? Up. Let me tell you something. I think to be the person, I, okay, because I've been a podcast ho like you lately, and I've gone on some podcasts, and like, when I get asked, the like, when did you feel like you made it? Or like, mm-hmm. when was the moment? And I, I feel like, and tell me if you feel this way too, when you're in it and you're quote unquote working your ass off or doing something that you love and putting every ounce of like dedication into it. For, for me, it was for six years, right? Mm-hmm. I can't look at a moment and be like, oh, this is when I'm this also going to be honest. I think why you're successful is because you're not sitting here thinking I made it. Right. So you're like in this crazy journey and you don't even, you have no cap on like 
when you've made it. And I think the reason you're successful is because you actually enjoy the process. You put as much effort, you're going to put as much effort into this podcast with me as you did with Kim, as you did with the first podcast you ever did, as you did when you're with your sister. Right. I just, I have an appreciation for you because I know you behind just like the Amanda people here on a pod. And I just have to say the people you're, that are successful, it's not luck. It's not, they came out of nowhere. It's even the MGK, them. babe, like we both watched. I saw you watch it mm-hmm. for the MGK documentary. Say what you want to say about him. He's the this exact kind of story where to some people it looks like he blew up yep. out of nowhere. Yep. Came in an or. But no, he's been doing this shit since he was born, basically. Hot take. What? You love him? Let's stop hating on MGK. I know. The thing is, there are some things to hate on. So I do <laughs> understand. I'll always say like, but things can be two things like he can be a little gross at times and like a little cringe at times. But I really do feel after watching the doc that he is the real deal. You could tell in the beginning it was very PR where he got his daughter to be like, even though I never saw my dad, I think he's super talented and great and he gives back. And I'm like, okay, you better give her a cookie after that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but the actual we forget. And I think you've probably dealt with this too. You, you used to be the one just commenting on celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Then some of your friends, such as myself, start doing reality TV. Then you start meeting the celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then you get in a weird place where you're like, I, I get why the audience or people want to have a group mentality against certain people. But then you also know who they are. Yeah. And MGK kind of showed us a little more who he is because it's so easy to be like, look at this fucking douchebag. Yeah. And it's not that black and white. It's not. And it's so true. And it is a fine line specifically for me. But I think just like with everything else that I do and the reason why it was funny, I was I did a Barstool podcast the other week <laughs> and he was like, the dude was like, so like, you know, what what kind of videos do you make? And I'm like, I don't I don't make video because like how long are your video? He was just like trying to put me in a box like yeah. MGK. And it's like, I don't make. Are you the video MGK? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my God, you guys. MGK. <laughs> oh, my God. Revelation right here. OK, but wait, I want to go back because I want in case people didn't listen to our previous 17 podcasts together. <laughs> we were. Um, we had fun. We were, yeah. The first time. First of all, are you still with the PR that you were with when we first met? No. Okay. I won't say her name though, but okay. When I, I had just started my podcast, I was with a really small network. Yeah. And I think he was like, like reaching out to guests for me at the time. And you know, your podcast would always come up under like the same category. Mm -hmm. And this was, was this before summer house? It might've been, it might've been when you were just like, go way back. We reached out and your producer, your PR accidentally responded to the email when we were at instead of forwarding it to you and was like, should I like, which is funny because today you're a podcast ho, mm-hmm. but like she was like, should we just I don't know the terminology she used, but she was like, should I just like make them make it go away and like to, oh. like kind of and then you were like, no, no, no I want to do it. And like we saw it. Anyway, that was our first thing. You came to my old apartment. She goes, you've been a thirsty bitch since day one. Yeah, thirsty <laughs> bitch. Just like a go-getter. It was funny when I met. I know I'm just going to name drop right now. But I saw Kim Kardashian when I did the Khloe Kardashian episode. Kim was in the building and I went to say hi to her. And her hairdresser was there. Uh-huh. And because I've always been a thirsty bitch, I had him on my podcast before I could get to them like two years ago. You have there's a long trip to get to them. Right. 
So I had Chris Appleton was in my fucking apartment. He's a gorgeous, giant gay man who's Australian and like very intimidating because he's just have you seen him before cheekbones like a cut ice yeah you're like how are you not a model yeah he was in my stupid apartment that you were in and it was funny because so I I saw Kim when I did the Chloe interview and I was like oh my god Chris you were on my podcast and he looked at me like oh like I don't remember (laughs) and you're just like you know not everybody's super nice (laughs) (laughs) he's like wash your hair before you talk to me he I did that and then I remembered like dude I would have so like you were saying, I was podcasting and I was doing all the things way before huge guests and way before these kinds of things. But we were talking when you came in. Oh, my God, this is going to be so messy, even though I have a plant thing. We were talking before because you came in and you were like, we had a glow up. I do have to say, OK, I was saying we had a glow up, but for sure you had a glow up. And really? Like oh, in what what in as, looks wise? Well, it's okay. Be, you can well, let's be honest. Over let's here. be honest. Okay. We both are very naturally beautiful, you yeah. know? But we I don't think cared about trends as much. We or like try to look good. Try to look good or yeah. put makeup on. But there's a weird thing that the industry does where it's almost rude to show up looking the way we do sometimes. <laughs> and like you're forced to put an effort and then we start learning about like oh Did you see what I wore to the Addison Ray podcast I did? Oh, it was bad, right? It was so bad, Hannah. That stuff will traumatize you. But do you, you think, but do you think, here's my question, pre-glow up, do yeah. you think we were doing that, like dressing like we don't care? I think it was part of like a tactic, N- not a tactic. I think the mindset, even though very quickly and like obviously not planned, was kind of like, kind of to look like you, like, I don't know. I feel like my mind was kind of like, if you don't make a big deal and don't look like you're making a big deal, then it's not a big deal. Like imagine you had to put a face of makeup and dress yeah. up and then like be disappointed. Well, I also or then- think we're both very confident in our personality and that's mm. what we wanted to put forward first. We yeah. didn't want to be like competing over like th- the makeup and the trends. Right. We were just like, this is me and if, and focus on my personality. Yeah. But then people say reality TV, everyone starts getting plastic surgery. My thing is more you just see yourself on camera more and then you yes, also that's what it is. This is what it really is. What though. is it? You start getting surrounded by people whose only job is to make people look good. So like Paige hooked me up with a new hair girl and she's like, oh, you've been cutting your hair wrong all these years. Who then introduced me to a colorist, who then introduced me to a tanning person. And then I got free Invisalign. And next thing you know, like it's just you're surrounding yeah. yourself with people who are really going to make you look good. But yeah. back then, why would I run into a great hairstylist? Babe, do you remember you wore like banana pajamas on Summer House while like... From Forever while, 21. But like while... But Luke was like super into you. That Like you guys, I mean, that I'm was just a vibe. remembering that, was, that. That was a vibe. I'm just... Rem- but I think there <laughs> is something to a girl. And I think that was my mindset all these years. It's like, I just did feel like it was cooler to not give a shit. I yeah. think. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like we've elevated, but we're still ourselves. Right. I mean, look at what we're wearing. Today. Yeah. I mean, listen, we look like we're shit. not Paige DeSorbo over here. <laughs> Can I just tell you, apropos Paige DeSorbo, she went to an event the other day uh-huh. and she was wearing like a cute bow and like a silk dress and like cutting pink cupcakes. As she does. And I was invited to that event and I just wrote to her like, as much as it would be nice to see you, this video of you and the ribbon on your head, like in pastel looking cupcakes just reinforces that it was not an event for me. And I feel like I'm really good. This is a podcast about like just elevating ourselves and being into ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think I'm really good. I have really good instincts. And the way I had instincts about the connections that I made in this industry, I have instincts about who, what events to go to. (laughs) 
like I just knew when I was invited to this thing, like, no, like it's just not going to be me. Yeah, I feel like you get a rush of like your heart starts beating fast when you know the event is going to be bad. If I walk in and I don't know anyone. No, but that's not my thing. My thing is I'll find the other girl who's like, we don't fit in and talk shit the entire time in the corner. But like, are you into going to events? Because I feel like you're, maybe you're into that now. People don't know this about me, but I have, I actually do have a lot of social anxiety. If you're not someone I feel comfortable with, I put so much effort to like being, you know, friendly and funny and charming and doing the right things. When I get home, I'm like, I can't fucking see a person for three weeks. I know, it's hard. I hate it. That's why for me, like I want to talk about where you're at in your career, but I mm-hmm. feel like at this point in time, I'm not looking as much. I'm not like you guys don't worry. I'm still self-centered bitch. I'm not looking to like be seen taking pictures on the red carpet like, oh, here's Amanda. She has an insight. No, no, no. I will go if it's like something cool. If it's the yeah. Kardashian premiere and I'm asked to host. If, if there's it's a, more than one free bags, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> if, if I know that if it's your event, right? True. If, if it's, it's a, a friend's, friend's event, event, if it's even an internet friend's event, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that I've talked to a lot over DM and they're really cool. Yes. And I think so a lot, but I won't. About it. You're but not you know influencers paid. that go to every event they're invited to? And it's like you... And it used to look cool to me before I was in this industry. But all I picture is that girl getting hair and makeup done, Mm -hmm. taking a stylist, maybe because what the fuck are you going to wear? You have to look good for that. That's a lot of money. And then you're going usually by yourself. You're not you're not going with a plus one. Usually embarrassing thing you regret that you'll never forget for years. And then what? Having a Getty photography be like, what's your name? I also have to let people know influencers are not known for being like the warmest chillest vibes <laughs> so like it's i do think that it's the widely known now that even like the the trips girls will go on i hear the funny oh how are we not invited on revolve trips Look, revolve it, around the, are we no, not do no, we not give revolve? that we would get hammered and start like doing insta stories talking shit or something do you know how hard they work the revolve girls you guys i've heard stories like oh the girls who get chosen with, do they get paid too the girls that go on the revolve trips it's yeah. it's literally probably feels like influencer camp yeah. where revolve is just like go make content now like could you imagine even Wait, being told that that is so funny so then it's me and you going to the <laughs> pool and me being like film me and my ass like <laughs> I just I don't relate to it. Okay, y'all. The Sis Kiss makes such cute jewelry. I got so many different personalized Noah jewelry. I have two rings. Um, I also got Amanda hoop earrings. They remind me of JLo vibes and they just make amazing jewelry that is so cute and it's owned and operated by a woman, which we love to support women run businesses. Megan, the owner is also a Cleveland based trial attorney that turned into a jewelry designer. Her side hustle became her full-time job uh, with the Siskis. And I love that. I love when people follow their passions and you've probably seen the Siskis on celebrities like Gigi Hadid, Lucy Hale, Vanessa Hudgens. So you guys should check them out if you're looking for cute, fun, trendy jewelry that's also personalized. You guys should go to the Siskiss and you can use the code not skinny at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. So visit the Siskiss, that's the Siskiss.com or follow them on Instagram at the Siskiss for more information. And they're giving my listeners 20% off everything, the entire website. The code is not skinny and you can get 20% off. Get your own personalized hoops, an initial ring, Personalize it up, you guys. Check out the Siskiss and use promo code NOTSKINNY for 20% off. Back to our glow up. So why do you think... So you think we glowed up 
It, it was a mix. It was of very gradual. Yourself. It was very gradual. It's a mix of seeing yourself, but also but you like start you'll still put photos industry. of your hairy toes. So let's. Oh not, yeah, my like... hairs are still toey. I do. Everyone, <laughs> all the real girlies have one fucked up toe now <laughs> from like one weird thing that happened, and, and she a keeps hole in me. Your foot, she keeps but... me humble. I'm. She's learning to love herself. But I also, if you think about it, like you, there starts to be people that know things more than you, and as you become more entrepreneurial, you become you delegate. So I started to be like, okay, I'll do a stylist. Okay, I'll get I'll get Wait, an eyebrow girl. you took girl. a full time stylist. This is a big deal. Yeah, because I my stand up clips started going viral on TikTok, and I got a couple people in my circle being like, "If you post another video in this like black dress," I was very Steve Jobs. Like, I don't want to think about what I'm gonna wear when I perform. Yeah. I, like men don't have to. I don't want to have to come up with a new outfit, so I just wear the same Amazon dress. And I hate to say it because I, I was never a materialistic person, but like people are like respecting me more than I'm putting more effort into my external self, which I hate. I hate to say it out loud. You feel that? Like, are people telling you that or do you feel it from the audience? I think we're all a little vapid and people just like are giving me a little more respect in terms of like the industry. But I'll tell you guys something about a stylist. And I think I spoke about this after I took one for my Kim interview and like a couple things. For me, it was like when I booked the Kim interview, instead of thinking about my questions, instead of thinking about where I'm going to say what I'm going to do, my my thing was like, <gasps> what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna wear? What am I gonna wear? Right? You're so my mind to relieve like, anxiety. So I'm telling you. So I was literally spinning. All I could think about, all I like, I couldn't think about <laughs> anything but what I'm going to look like. <laughs> really deep over here, really great. Until I made the decision to take a stylist, and the moment the ball wasn't in my court, and I knew somebody else was going to handle it for me, it was worth literally so much money. It was worth more money than I paid. The amount of relief I got the minute I said, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to pack one fucking thing in my suitcase for this because somebody else who's a professional is taking care of it. And that is worth that to me, I feel like is so worth it. I mean, shopping anxiety is real. I get it because I'm not only kind of inherently cheap, so like I, I, I'm like, I'm not worth this. I don't deserve this. Right. Why do I deserve to spend right, this? Right. And then also like putting stuff on, you have to literally you're forced to judge your body. Yeah. And and that can be insecure, too. So having a stylist. Or listen to the sales associate who doesn't know. And I'm like, she'll convince me. She'll be like, oh, that looks so great. And I'm like, no. Oh, does it? OK, yeah. And then I'll buy it and I'll get home, Aritia, yep. Yep. and see that the return <laughs> policy really sucks. And I'm screwed with these like body suits because oh you God. can't let them return them. I panic them. order. I like try to become a different person when I shop. I'm like, if I get this insane dress, I'm a different bitch. And then I get it. And I'm like, I will never wear that. I never did. I'm not that girl. Who did I think I was when I bought yeah. that? You know, but I think it really is, Hannah, what you were saying before is like being on TV, being on screens, having mm-hmm. more people see you or seeing yourself. I feel like kind of makes you want to put a little bit more effort and there's a spectrum for everything. So we're not at the like, you know, I still I don't I don't have to deal with paparazzi every day. Right. Yeah. What would we do then? We'd fucking be Botox fillered up if we had to deal with paparazzi. I I really went into like when I knew I was filming a reality TV show with bikinis when you're like bloated drunk. I was like, fuck it. This is my body. I want to show that women don't have to. I ate the whole time. I stress ate the whole time. (laughs) And you'll see in scenes, I'm just stuffing my face. And I fucking ate. Did I have a lot of stress diarrhea as well? Yes, it comes with the territory. But I wanted to show that women don't have to be like perfect all the time and and be confident. And that's kind of, I I didn't want to change for the TV. I want the TV to change for me kind of thing. But I did notice like, 
okay, you could brush your hair sometimes. Yeah. Like there are small things you can do yes. that aren't plastic surgery, that aren't even fillers and Botox. Are you doing that stuff? I'm not. You're not either. No. You look great. But I've started to think about it, which just goes to show you, like I've started to notice these lines in my 11s mm-hmm. and I would try to think because I looked back. I went back because I'm like, is this new? And then I went back to my like videos from like a year ago. And I'm like, no, they were there. I just literally didn't notice. Like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. That I didn't notice. It's like. And now it's all I can see. It's like in college, someone told me I had a long torso and I didn't know that. And now that's all <laughs> I can think of. Like, it, I'm literally thinking about my torso Wait, right you? now. I'm do like, you? Amanda thinks I have Britney Spears long torso and the nubbiest legs. Like, that's where I, w- that why I wear high-waisted. It looks normal right now, but it this is fully high-waisted. Yeah. My legs start at, like, here. Yeah. Anyway, subscribe to YouTube to see that visual. So, okay, so you look, I mean, I love, okay, let's put things into perspective. She's not Paige DeSorbo right now. You're still wearing jeans <laughs> and a corset. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. not, it's not, like, I'm, over I'm, the top. You're still yourself. And if yeah. I didn't know you had a stylist, I'd just be like, oh, she just is well, giving more of a shit. Well, the job is to just, like, elevate who you are and not make you feel uncomfortable in clothes. And I, like Paige loves being the most dressed person at an event. If I was overdressed at an event, yeah. I would hide in the bathroom. Right. And that's just our personality right. types. It's the same thing for me. Like I rather be underdressed than overdressed and I rather be comfortable than look yes. good a lot of the time. And I what think they that's don't talk the about problem. weddings. Your wedding dress is so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, like heavy. it was uncomfortable for I you. I couldn't sit. I couldn't. Oh, by the way, people thought I was flexing when you got married. It was the day I did the Kim interview. Do you remember? Was that why you couldn't come? You don't remember? You were just like, oh my God, babe, I'm sorry. I have so much work. Oh. Well, you didn't say so. You, I just, you made it sound, you didn't tell oh, me th- exactly oh, what it was. Maybe I wasn't talking about it yet. Yeah. Because you know how you think something's not going to happen if you talk about it? A thousand percent. Yeah. You just so were like, that, I have something really important. Day. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was that. It was that day. Oh my God. I well, know. for anyone to know. Wait, or Chloe. Your wedding was in May. It was May 13th. May 13th. Friday Chloe. 13th. Chloe. Oh my God. So. Chloe and I have beef now. (laughs) So, oh, okay. So when I posted, I was like, congratulations, Hannah. Like, so bummed I wasn't there. People were like, boop, I was invited to Hannah's wedding. Boop, I was invited. (laughs) People thought I was like flexing. I was like, okay, relax yourself. I think it was so nice of you. Because, I mean... And I sent you flowers. Did you not get them? Oh, my God. Yes. But you did this like interesting. I know it's a really cool app. It is so cool. But I got scared. I thought you were scamming me. I thought you were like getting me to join a pyramid scheme. (laughs) No, you guys. It was like Amanda wants to send you a special gift. No, you guys. It's such a cool app. So I don't know Hannah's address, right? So a lot of times you don't know people's addresses. You want to send them shit. There's this cool app. It's called Goody. And I'm not even this is not an ad where all you need is a person's phone number and you can send them a gift. I was like, this bitch has been hanging out with the Kardashians. But you didn't. But you didn't accept it. Oh, maybe I didn't. You know what happened? I was like getting my makeup done for my wedding. Oh, see? And I just like didn't. And I totally forgot. But now I'm going to go back in. I'm going to make sure I get those flowers. But also, you you know, you're a commentator on pop culture and we're friends. And then you're also commenting on reality TV. And you've always like been just like so there for me behind the scenes. Like regardless external shit. And I just don't forget those little things. Even if I don't, you know, haven't seen you for a bit. I'm just... I'll always like remember when people were kind to me. Yeah. And you've always been one of those people. I really have. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know. Cause no. Cause first of all, aside from the fact that I've always loved you, I always, I, I stick to what I think is right no matter what. Yeah. So with what happened with you, I, it wasn't like subjective, like, oh, I know Hannah yeah. for years and I'm just going to stand by her side. It was like, I think this shit is wrong. <laughs> so I'm not going to fucking, 
see this happen. I'm still, first of all, let's give a round of applause, not only for your physical glow up, but for your fucking comeback. Oh my God, because it's you. kind of a comeback. Like you went through a year Boom. of dude. <laughs> Therapy. Dude, Therapy. it was a year. I just got anxiety thinking about it because when <sighs> I see people going through shit, mm-hmm. sometimes you can really like I could kind of feel on my chest for you. Like, well, it also what it affects it my been. relationships, too, because when you're going through your own shit, you're not like present for people. I even remember getting dinner with you and Tay and I was fucking off. Like I was like, do you guys even want to be here with me? Did, like if you don't so want to post me that's okay like I know I was in like a really I was she in was an insecure so, I was place like, are you crazy I was in an insecure place and then after like 30 minutes I was like oh I'm with my people but when you're surrounded you know by a certain like narrative or energy right. you you start believing it a little it's funny too when something hard happens to you it's hard but then when it's done, it doesn't just like disappear. Then, you you know, you're like, oh, it's been three months since that. It's been six months. I'm oh, still working on yeah. it. And you have to feel your feelings. But I at first I was like, OK, I left reality TV because like it's not what I'm meant to do, you know, and I'm like, what's the next thing I'm going to get? Like, I can't wait because everyone's like, you're not meant to be on reality TV. There's so many things you're going to do. And then I was just like waiting, like, where is it? Where is it? And I'm like, oh, I thought this happened for a reason. Where is right. it? And then I finally came to terms with like, oh, no. It's internal growth that was really important. The universe was like, hey, I think you can level up. I like I think this is too like you need to actually learn how to love yourself because like right now you're still in your ego. And that's like kind of like L.A. to say. But I had to have like an ego death to be like. Lose everything to feel who I am again. I am so excited. One of my favorite betting companies is partnering with the podcast. Have you guys heard of them? Their name is Cozy earth. They have such amazing things. Oprah, actually, I found out about them through Oprah because Oprah knows what's up. So they make really high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. And for sleep, you want to really invest. Like I know college us would like get the microfiber sheets, but no, this is your time to upgrade your life to bamboo fabrics and cozy earth is way softer than cotton. It's also temperature regulating. So it keeps you cool and comfortable. And I'm a hot sleeper. So I need to be cool AF. They also have 10 year warranty on their products. And they also give you the 100 night sleep test, which means you could try it out for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, you could send it back for full refund, which I love that, you know, it's like, we know that we're really amazing and you're going to love us. And if you don't, then we're going to take responsibility for that. But I love cozy earth. I love their sheets so much. They are so comfortable and bamboo is really just a way of life. So cozy earth is giving my listeners 35% off the website when you use the code not skinny, which is an incredibly amazing discount. So the code is not skinny and go to cozy earth, uh, go to their website and use the code not skinny for 35% off amazing betting. It was wild to watch you because I remember the first because like we said, you were on the podcast like 17 times. And I remember like the first time it was like, oh, my God, Hannah, or the second time, like everyone's obsessed with you. You're having such an amazing season. Like, and I think one of my questions was even like, how does it like you're not getting any hate? Do you remember? I think it was one of my questions. Like, you're a consensus right now. Like, it felt like you were a consensus. Like, season three, you were a consensus. It was mm-hmm. like, Hannah's so cool and cute. And she just... But is, also, that was scary, too. Because you're like, where does go from everyone here? love me? Yeah. Like, what's happening? Because it's so, so oversimplified. Like, whoever 
you like on reality TV, they're not as great as you think they are. And every your hate is definitely not as bad as you think they are because you're a character. Right. And at the end of the day, what happened to you, and I'll say it a thousand times and I don't care what anybody says, was unjustified, unfair, cruel. And I think somebody said this sentence once and I don't know if it was me. Some <laughs> genius said this. A if, wise woman once said. If people like you, if people don't like you, then they'll just want to find a reason to not like you. You're so I right. don't think that it's people that turned on you, that loved you, died for you. And then no. I was like, oh, I found out she, you know, <laughs> is just not who I thought she was. No. It's people that hate you that are yeah. like, I fucking knew that I hated that bitch. Or here yeah. it gives me a reason. I saw this. There was another influencer. I won't say who it was, but you guys could probably assume who has recently had her own turmoil on online. And I don't know her. But I wrote her a message because I told you I feel like I felt so bad seeing like just smear campaign mm-hmm. on her. Mm-hmm. And I wrote her a message and I was like, I just want to tell you. It's not as bad as you think it is. <sighs> You're going to overcome this. You're going to be OK. I sent her a message too. you did because once you've been through it. You empathize so hard with, but not even you've been through it. Like I'm getting chills now. Also, if you're in the position where I think every day it could happen to me, I live my life being like, thank God I went to college. Like you never know with this industry, you could be on top today on the bottom tomorrow. Like, well, that's why not to make it about the Kardashians again, but like, I feel like people try to cancel them every Every single day, day. every day, every day. You have to get so many cancelable things that people forget. But that's what I'm saying. Every day they come for him. Every day. And things that don't even, sometimes it's like, it seems like it's going to be this huge thing. And I, yep. I, I even said this again when I saw her, like the Ray J member. Did you notice that Ray J did like a sit down? Yeah. Ray J probably thought he was going to break the fucking world. Everyone's nothing, Enjoy your two minutes nothing. of fame. He got two minutes. So I'm saying every day there's a lawsuit. There's a this. There's a that's a, why they're so incredible. There's this and they're they're like blips because every day people it's come almost because deep down it's always someone coming for them. It's never something like they really, really did. Like I think of the Chrissy Teigen thing where like that was really her her own words. Yeah. But still, it is scary how the masses. Well, can, Chrissy like, Teigen, it's like people don't want to see her come back, but it's like she's coming back she's you know fine. it's kind of like you know that game <laughs> at, the, at the fair where like you're like bloop 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 and you just yeah. keep on hitting the heads it's yeah. like no she's gonna come back and people don't like it they won't like it but anyway so I wrote her a message and she said to me and she was crying and she said it just feels like people turned on me these people that I gave them everything turned on me and I, I literally voice noted back and I was like no that's not what's happening people that <sighs> love you Still love you. Well, love you and stick by you. Nobody's turning on you. And if they turned on you, they didn't really love you. Because there's a fine line between hate and love. Like how many times Ooh, have you yes. seen a message from someone? I used this, to love this, you. No, no, no. This, this you'll definitely know too. You'll see like, I fucking hate you, whatever. And then you'll scroll up a little bit. <laughs> and you're you'll the see best. like, you're, the, you're so pretty. Oh my God, gorgeous. And you're like, wow, what a fine line that yeah. this bitch flipped on me so quickly so yeah it. it, I I was in an interesting place though where my stuff was like on a based on a narrative where like imagine I I explained to people now that I've like reflected on it imagine your life being narrated by people who aren't liking you like it's scary yeah and then I didn't have my confessionals and then you're watching things through a crazy lens and you're like well from that lens that that does look quite like that that does look like that but I I actually like worked a lot on forgiveness a lot on on, like forgiving myself a lot on like having like empathy and love for them 
I also am like still best friends with certain people on the show. Like who? Paige and Sierra. I talk to you every day. Yeah. Paige and I, I think are the closest we've ever been. I was going to say, I feel like you and Paige. So it's okay. There were moments where I felt like she didn't stick up for you enough. There were moments where I was like, do more, do more, say more. We've, she's been very like self-aware about it and like really like repentful about it. She just, she's apologized. Mm. And I also am accepted it fully because she's scared too. It could right, have been her. Right, right. But I do think that she had no idea that it would, that her saying like, I'm team someone once in an interview because she's kind of like was told to or whatever that that would create like a whole like angry mob. Well, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Most people don't. But I just felt like, OK, you know, you know, when you went on the caller daddy thing. So I listened to it and it really did feel like Alex was not a fan. Well, Alex, of, like she I felt like she was team you and she thought there was like a team to pick. It felt like Alex came into the interview kind of feeling like Paige didn't do enough for you. And she kind of made that heard in the interview. Yeah, I feel like Paige and I, like after the interview, were really like, what almost, the fuck just happened? Well, we were like a little shook. And then we almost like felt stronger after mm. like Paige and I have just been through so much. Yeah. And I think we've learned like, oh, people like, I don't care who's trying to break up our friendship. I'm yeah. not, I'm saying like, whether it's like the show or people on the show, whatever, like our friendship is not based on a stupid show. Do you feel like it's even better that you're not it's on the better show? Because there are, when you should a show with someone, you're afraid if you tell them something, they could use it. You know how many things were used against me by people I thought I trusted that then tried to like make it a thing when yeah. it was convenient for them or popular. Yeah. So like, me not being a part of the show, I'm her safe space now. She could actually talk to you. She could actually talk shit to, to she you. She tells let's me say, everything. Like, and then I, I because I've done the work, you. I can fucking laugh at it now and yeah. be like, that's fucking crazy. Or like, oh my God, what happened with this? And I also feel like with friendships, it is, there are ups and downs, but like we just, our chemistry and the way we make each other laugh is like the basis of our friendship. And if you think about like, Summer House, my best memories are laughing with Paige. And the second the like story was moved away from like what our friendship actually is, it wasn't fun. Yeah. No one wants to see like Paige be quiet and me like fight with people. Yeah. Like that's it wasn't, not us. That's the thing. It's also usually not. I feel like it wasn't Summer House's vibe until that happened. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. It wasn't a normal season. We yeah. were locked in a house for six to eight weeks. Right. That like people don't talk about. I was full I was the most anxious I've ever been. I was in like survivor mode. I was like BLM was going on and also COVID. I was having nightmares that like my family was dying outside. Like it was so fucking scary. So when you're already on edge yeah. and then like people start accusing you of stuff, yeah. you're like, go fuck yourself. I know. And looking back, especially like the moments that you were accused of don't even amount to anything on paper. Like there's nothing. There's not one thing that somebody could say, aside from, again, just somebody not liking you. That's yeah, okay. That's great. That's But totally were you fine. okay with that? Like, was your ego at so, a place where you could accept somebody I, just not liking you? I couldn't because at first I thought they didn't like me because they were seeing a skewed version of my story. Mm. And then I realized, like, 
no because I just felt really out of control I'm like no 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 if they knew like what actually happened in that scene or like what I was actually said that made me say that or like what they cut then they'd know and then I realized no 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 people were waiting for just any excuse yeah it's like the more people like you the more people hate you the more you put yourself out there the more like shit that goes down so hashtag no regrets though Hannah hashtag no regrets for sure because people joke they're like I feel like your redemption season was the season you weren't on but when you're gone people can't like blame you for shit so then like all their shit's exposed and then I just got to do what I love okay you guys so you know that Leo is a part of our family he's our fur family member and he's been with us since 2013 or 14 and we were told he was full shih tzu but I always had a feeling that's not the case that's why I was so excited to partner with Embark and they make the top rated dog DNA testing in the market and right up top I want to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting not skinny but not fat my podcast so go to EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $50 off with promo code not skinny. It was also so easy. You guys, I got the test kit delivered to my door. I swabbed Leo's little cheeks. It took less than 30 seconds, put it back inside, sealed the envelope. It came with the return shipping label and that's it. And then I got the results, you guys. And like I suspected, Leo is not a full shih tzu. He is 22.6% Pekingese. Ah, Is that not crazy? Like I didn't know. I didn't know. But aside from just knowing what kind of breed your dog is. It's so wild that like 70% of people don't know what breed their dog is. It also checks any genetic issues they may have, which I got really, really good news because different breeds have different health concerns. And for Leo, the breed relevant genetic conditions were not detected. So yay me. Embark offers the most scientifically advanced dog DNA test. Their test analyzes more than 230,000 genetic markers. That's over twice as much genetic data as the competition. And right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and purebred kit for my listeners. Go to Embark with a K, vet.com to get free shipping and save $50 off with promo code NOTSKINNY. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code NOTSKINNY to save $50 today. We've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again. You need to care for your vagina. Your vagina is a specialty organ in your body that needs its own personalized care. And at PhD Feminine Health, they're really all about uh, reinventing holistic feminine care and wellness solutions that will help millions of women feel confident and comfortable. PhD Feminine Health makes an amazing boric acid suppositories that are literally number one best-selling, holistic and affordable, and doctor recommended for vaginal odor. They're available at retails nationwide and they have two new products, which is the boric acid sensitive foam wash. That's the only boric acid foam wash on the market and their boric acid moisturizing suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. Both are available on Amazon and at targets. So check them out. Take control of your vagina. Okay. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineheath.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains lifestyle products at a retail value of over $100 plus a $500 visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineheath.com slash win. Also get 20% off all products right now. Use code not skinny. 
at the beginning also when you got into comedy because I think do you know that I think I witnessed your did you go to Caroline's yeah shut the fuck I came for you my first ever I really need to make this episode about how great I am (laughs) so I like I said don't go to events but like I said because I liked you and we did each other's podcast. You were like, come to this thing. Like, I'll give you I'll I'll give you a ticket, which obviously I wouldn't pay for it. So that's the only reason I came. Got you limo. And I came I came <laughs> for they were filming Summer House there, too. Oh, they that did, was Gotham. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Also, I but it was been, a live podcast. That's the thing. It was a live podcast. It wasn't comedy. But I did stand up the first but you did 15 minutes. stand up and you mm-hmm. talked about Dave and oh my him, God, like, British he, Dave. like British Dave going and down on me and he was there farting. yes I farted on British Dave when he went and down your on parents me. were there sitting behind me it was very weird yeah and I remember thinking because I always think about myself in these situations is your stand-up was so good I less connect with like the live podcast vibe That's like a, till yeah. today like I don't I never got it that's why when my agent or like my network is like I was like I don't know what I want to do yet so let's table it because I don't like the live podcast like oh let's sit and we would be fun though but I'm just saying I mean, your magic but I'm just saying like whatever but your stand-up was so good and I feel Thank like you. that was kind of was that the transition like okay I'm doing live podcast I'm gonna do stand-up at the beginning and then being like wait I love this part a lot so the first time I did stand-up was when Caroline's reached out to me to, to do a live podcast. And my friend was like, I dare you to do 10 minutes. What people don't know is like I had in the past dated stand up comics. I was working for Betches, writing tweets, memes. So you were drawn sketches. to it in some way. Always. I never thought I'd be a stand up. You know, some people are like, I'm going to be a stand up. Yeah. I just fell into it because I'm like, wait, I love writing. I love being on camera. Right, Because you did like your version of memes. You were on Twitter. So I took my tweets and I'm like, some of these are premises, some are punchlines. I did my 10 minutes and I've had performance anxiety in the past with tennis. I'm I like, well, oh, you play tennis. I never told anybody. Take a shot. Take you. a shot. If I talk about tennis, I will. Oh, isn't that cute? And that was the only thing people were annoyed at by me. <laughs> <laughs> you look back and you were like, how did I not appreciate that? literally <laughs> play like sport. now I feel like it doesn't even offend you right you're like no say, like, Thank it. You. say it all the yeah. say it all the time yeah so I've cracked under pressure I fold like a cheap beach chair but I think when you're doing <laughs> what you're not meant to do like like the second the things are a little hard you're just like yeah Wah. where when I got up. on stage I instantly felt like calm like I was talking to my friends at brunch and I do have to say Amanda Batula after she went to like one of my early shows pulled me aside and was like oh this is what you're meant to do because we would always talk about like our mental health stuff and like we're like too sensitive people in reality tv like I take things very personal I know she does and she was like oh this is your your thing Mm. and I'd been doing stand-up throughout summer house but they chose not to air it and that's fine but now I feel like (laughs) no I'm not gonna fight anyone about it but now I'm I have time to pursue that what do you mean you're touring AF, babe? That's like what oh do you think of yourself now as a comedian? Because we were talking before. I don't know if you don't want to share this. We can cut it. But you did like an audition today for something. <laughs> I you're, you're like doing other shit. Well, you hosted Bravo. What was it called? Bravo chat room. Oh, yes, a chat room. Was so are you a host too? A chat room. I, I got chat room before summer. My final season aired. Right. Which you have to factor into some things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just have to state the facts. But like. It was great that Bravo saw me in a different light in terms of like this girl's been podcasting for years. And they I also like reality TV is very people laughing at you when like I like to make people laugh. I always was like I was very good. Yeah, you're not reality TV. But I mean, 
I loved entertaining. I loved it. But the second like you put me in like a situation where someone's trying to hurt you, I'm like, how could I da, da, da? I feel like you need to be a certain type of person for reality TV. I'm also like, I wasn't like Vanderpump people that are doing it for years. Holy like they're shit. 40. I mean, the way they, they were just take it. They will like in a huge fight and then just like move on to a new storyline. Yeah. Like nothing happened. Cheat, like a fish. Divorce, get yeah, together, smack each other around. And you're too sensitive. I'm also not. You're good. a pussy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm also. Yeah, I'm a pussy bitch. And I'm also not good at being like sly. Like I'm not. Oh, I would be so good at gossiping and having my mm. skill. You guys, since I was a baby. And this is why I'm your you know, gossip queen. I would gossip with friends and they'd never know ever. To this day, I could do that. Okay, but this is a reality show where there's microphones oh, everywhere. See. Okay, and they'll see after, everywhere. but I'm saying during, oh, yeah, during no, no, my thing is like, <laughs> in school, I was like the tennis nerd who was like kind of friends with everyone, didn't go out on the weekends. I didn't know what it was like to be in friend drama. Like, yeah. Paige went to an all-girls school. That bitch knows exactly yeah. how to, like... And some people, not Paige, some people are good at like being snaky, like being fake to your face. And she's like, I'm just like very uh, Labrador retriever where like, I just, I'm like, what's up? Why'd you like me? Okay. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't nuanced and I wasn't good at being political. I was myself at least. You know, what's so crazy is that Luke used to be so hot to me. Like, okay, first of all, this is how way back we go. <laughs> is first of all, she just told me when my our mics died before that I I think you were like the first person I told that I was pregnant because you happened to be over was, and I was like, fine, I'm pregnant. No, I remember. Oh, you, you wanted to drink that day. That was what was annoying. Like, oh, no, every I was time, pressuring you to yeah, drink. No, every time I feel like you'd be like, oh, I don't, I'm not like a huge drinker or whatever. And that day you were like, wine? And I was like, how annoying is this bitch that of all days? And I was like, listen, I haven't told anyone. But um, I was also there. And this is why I think because I had insider info about your thing with Luke and that I couldn't share. Right. Like, I wouldn't tell people, look, no, I know that she, her and Luke, you know, had the, a real thing. The screenshots I have, like, I just had to like, be like, no, I know on. this bitch. Yes. <laughs> but I'm saying that I couldn't say. Right. Because my commentary wasn't as your friend was as an observer of the show. But like, I knew that, like, what you had was a real thing. I knew he was like obsessed with you in a way. Yes, it was like, you know, he was like friend zoning you at the same time he was like telling you. Yeah, there was a lot of things going on. But like, I knew it wasn't what people were saying, which was like, oh, he never, you know, <laughs> was even into her. Like, it, it was like, no, you would like FaceTime him from my apartment and you would, after we recorded, say like, I'm going to Luke's. Like, it was a full blown thing. And he was so hot to me. Like, I thought he was the hottest thing. I was like, so happy for you. So hot, whatever. You would be like, he's so dumb. And we'd be like, whatever. He's so hot. Like, he's so hot. He's not hot to me anymore. I wish that man the best. I I have like empathy for him. Yeah. I have. have Well, he's I've not coming back, him. you guys. I know. That's why it I was confirmed. And I think he even went on instagram live and said that he wanted to come back but they didn't want him which like isn't surprising because like he's like either cutting wood or like playing guitar in his room yeah. and like we, you have to like he, do things it was the kind of thing where and I he's was... not even hooking up even though he's hot so like something it, he wasn't like giving i love how we look at the camera like, <laughs> i was like wait you guys, I right everyone now. yeah okay so what are your thoughts oh yeah he was someone that i was really close to and it he chose to lean a type of way and do you think he did that because he thought it was like the more popular opinion oh yeah and also like he 
we were like really close and then he chose to like have a certain kind of storyline like oh i'm gonna basically i was like whatever you do like let's just never embarrass each other yeah and that's kind of like what he went for in my last Mm. season i was i was hurt by that yeah and then he kind of just kept leaning into it and like it but actually, after the first week and a half, we were fine. Right, right. You weren't even... People make it like it's this huge thing. We were totally yeah, fine. Yeah, it was just the beginning where you were like blindsided. Yeah. And that wasn't even real because if you guys remember and go back, like him and Sierra weren't really a thing. She no. hated his fucking guy. Yeah, the whole time. And it was like, get away from me. Don't text yeah. me. So that's why I was confused because I'm like, oh, that's what you're but trying you to do? But you guys see now, for anybody who didn't understand and like maybe saw it from a different point of view, like look back remember that like when he came in with Sierra and tried to make it seem that was a thing or the show did Sierra wasn't into him wanted nothing to do with him Luke has amazing taste in women and Sierra has become such an amazing part of my life really it's funny because people were making fun of me so hard for like like actually mad at me for coming on too strong with trying to make Sierra like I remember that that's what I'm saying should I come in and be like Ew. Who the fuck are you? I know, but that's the thing that's so People wild. People don't know that she was pulling me aside, being like, "Yo, I have tea to tell you," and we were laughing, we were talking about cats. Like she's like, we cried. She loved Des. Me, her, and Des would Facetime all the time. We had like such a deep, like nuanced, multifaceted friendship that was just like not shown at all. Okay, so most of you have already probably heard me sing the praises of pros, the most personalized hair care in the world. For those of you who haven't, I want to tell you about it. I've been using pros for the past like two years. At first, I was most excited about the fact that my name was just on it. It said Amanda's shampoo and its conditioner. And also that I knew that I answered a very extensive questionnaire about my hair, about my habits, about my environment, and that I knew that these formulas were legit created for me. Thank you very much. So love that. Love that. But also then loved how it made my hair feel, how I needed to wash it less often, that it stayed really in good shape for like two to three days before uh, even looking dirty. I also love that their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered and cruelty free. They're also one of the first custom beauty brands to go carbon neutral. And also, if you're not 100% positive that you love it, uh, they will take their products back. No questions asked. And that shows confidence, people. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it, literally. So take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash not skinny. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash not skinny for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. So speaking of Sierra, because she kind of replaced you in bed with Paige. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad she's getting all this hate for being in bed with Paige. And I was like, oh, people were distracted my season. They didn't even see that I was in bed the whole time. Oh, really? <laughs> so, but d- does that ever, are you ever like, mm, like in those moments? You know, I miss my best friends. Like even now, like you're like, oh, I want to make plans with them, but they're busy. Because they're filming? Probably. Yeah. And it's like, based on who knows but like i i my when we're really Wait, if you up, wanted to though you could go i don't like you're not i banned. don't know i don't know i mean no i definitely have like a great relationship with bravo i love bravo yeah so with bravo you're cool the, yeah it was just like certain people yeah i don't i personally like i haven't i've just been kind of doing me but if Paige invited you to a party technically i'd be like oh this is <laughs> a trap i'd be like this is a fucking trap i mean it would be a really good 
rating for Bravo. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, who's I? Yeah, I'd be scared. I also think that there's been like a lot of yeah, just been a lot of. I feel like the beautiful thing about reality TV is you can make mistakes and you like and you burn and then you like come back like a phoenix. Like it's all this beautiful. It's a storyline. It's, it's a, a story. story. It's a story. And I, for whatever reason, was chosen to not have a story. I just kind of burned and I had to kind of just accept that. But now you're on a whole new path giving fucking career talks. Like, who is she? What I mean, is this? Ted, are you listening? Ted, no. I'm coming for you. <laughs> no, what? I love talking to young girls in their 20s because I still remember it so vividly. And I was, it was a five seconds it ago. It was three babe. seconds ago. <laughs> no, but I was like fucking lost in my 20s. I was doing cold calling sales, marketing. And I was one of those people who like always dreamed of doing what we do now, but never thought I could monetize it. And but you were still going for it in like your different ways. Like yeah. Betches and- well, Betches at 25, I quit all my jobs and started working for Betches $300 a week. And that was when I found alignment. And I like to kind of talk to younger women being like, what do you really want to do and start it now? Because by your 30s, you should, you should know what brings you joy. And for me, I had a lot of voices in my head that I was trying to impress and and defining what your idea of success is. And I think that's also what my idea of success is waking up and not being sad. Mm. And I know it's like really simple, but when you have that perspective in life, things start to just fall in place because you're not so hyper fixated on results and you start to just be like, how do, because once you, it's really like from the inside out that you get things and do things and experience things. It's so weird because I feel like my idea of success is being able to do what I love and know that I'm making some sort of income from it. But I have to tell you that no matter what kind of deal I make and what kind of amount of money it is, I almost feel like I need to go to therapy for it because it doesn't mean anything to me. The money, as much as, of course, like you could, you know, get nicer things or whatever. It's like I, I tell my husband sometimes I'm like, why do I see this number? And I'm not like more excited. Nothing. Yeah, because that's not why I do it. I feel exactly the same way. I've always I've always been a chaser of like, yeah, like wanting to be successful living up to my potential but also like being happy and I just always knew like the money will come but don't worry about yeah. it and I also feel like more money more problems <laughs> <laughs> some shit gets like I'm not trying to get a private jet you know like no, I don't need a no. private jet let me just like fly I also have this class do you have this it. weird fear that like if you start spending money you'll just turn into like an NBA player who became bankrupt <laughs> you know that I always tell that to my husband as a joke I'm like let's just like NBA player this shit yeah let's and I say that it. because they like don't get money managers and you're like how did he burn 50 yeah. million dollars no because I'll and tell I you think what. like buying one nice AC unit is gonna turn me into no because I'll <laughs> tell you what I think the fear comes from because some of the money that you make in this industry doesn't make sense, right? It's like more than you should probably make for this thing. And you're like, Ugh. so like then technically you could understand the NBA players for treating it like with less value because also, you're like, as you make more money, you raise your expenses, you start spending more money. And then if things get out of control and you start losing money, you already have all these expenses from, you know, a boat and like the car and then all the prostitutes. And next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, <laughs> I'm like picturing but us. But yeah. I also just went to LA. I was and I was learning about like abundancy theory where like everything is what do you enough. Mean you went to LA for an abundancy theory conference. No, I was I was went to I went to LA for a week and I talked to LA people and they're very woo-woo about this. Like if you hold on to money too tight, it'll want to run away. Oh, you and went like, to LA to be a podcast tour and do a bunch of podcasts. Yes. I am 
slutty. No, you're slutty, slutty, and slut. I love that. Like, because the voice that I have in my head for being a podcast whore is just hearing Kyle be like, and then she goes on a bunch of podcasts, and I can't believe that. Like, she don't care. She keep going on podcasts. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I'm literally a she podcaster. Never had it just like. Wait, yeah, I go on podcasts. I literally do two to three podcasts a day. It's exhausting. I know. But I it does help me with comedy in terms of like crowd work and being mm. quick. And sometimes I'll tell a story that I'm like, ooh, that's good for yeah. my job. And also it's my excuse to have a coffee date while creating content. Stop. Don't say creating content. Sorry, I'm a content creator. No, babe, you're a TikToker just, now. Let's oh, wait, talk about don't it. Don't talk about TikTok. My head is so big. Don't talk about Stop. it. Stop. Why you blew up? What? No, What's just, happening on TikTok? I, like, I love TikTok. You're so good at it. I'm... I just love TikTok. I think I'm in a Gen Z. It's just not good. <laughs> like one Gen Z comments like, haha. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm Result, wait, but you Addison blew Ray. up on TikTok. Like you're, you're, you're I'm going to tell you what I did TikTok. with TikTok. I decided Instagram was kind of like toxic for me a little mm. bit. And also Instagram is where you like post photos of yourself. And I never really loved posting photos of myself. I didn't want to post about my relationship because I just felt like I wanted to protect it a little bit. So next thing you know, I'm just posting on TikTok and no one knows who I am. And I was like, wait, this feels so Because they're all freeing. like Gen Z and they didn't watch Yeah, and the else. way TikTok works is you post and it just goes to anyone. And then based on their engagement, they keep pushing it more if a lot of people engage with it. So I was posting. No one knew I was the girl from Summer House. They just thought I was a comedian. And I started to love this like safe place. And I started posting two to three times a day. And in six months, I grew like half a million followers and I'll like get recognized by Gen Z's in the street and it's not good for my ego. Wait, it's not two good. Two three times a day. Was this like a plan in your head? Like, okay, I'm going to be yeah. consistent. Really? I'm, I'm pretty fucking like goal oriented with like strategy. Mm. Like I don't just post to post. I'm like, mm. I wanted to post two, three videos. I'll post a podcast vid, a stand up clip, me just saying something to the camera. Cause I just, I saw other people blowing up on it and I said, I can do that too. Mm hmm. I'll talk to you about it after. I have plans for your TikTok. No, I'm not TikToking. Okay. <laughs> Tweet your own, but you're TikToking. I'm not green screening. I'm not dancing. <laughs> That's like TikTok from two years ago. <laughs> oh my God. All right, wait. You just said, and 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 I knew we were going to like, you know, Be all over not, the place. not get to a lot of things. I forget you're married. You're fucking married. I forget I'm married. Are you married? Saying husband makes me feel gross. Old as fuck. I know. Like when I'm hanging out with my like crazy single friends, I'm like, my husband, me and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a long day yesterday. But how does it feel? I honestly feel like a real secureness that I've never felt before. So it's still really good. Yeah, I'm like obsessed with him it's really gross really yeah i love him so much that's so cute you're and grossed I, you know out. why i think yeah. because our like we've been through like the hardest like we went through fucking hard times think about it you fall in love with this guy six months in your reality tv show airs and you're like oh, people love me on summer house don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like don't worry just me and Paige shooting the shit people are like oh they're so funny don't worry and then it's like i'm crying every fucking night i'm having panic attacks i'm fucking fighting with people i'm fucking on podcasts trying to like save my like character i'm fucking all like i've it was the worst time of my life and he was there he was there and then it got to a point where like then we things kind of settled down and we it, it felt like we went we're in a war and then like found each other again and we were like can we like have fun can we like just be there for each other now yeah and now i think we don't take for granted a day that like is just simple and easy mm. And I think he saw me through like fucked up times. And I used to always be just the chill, cool girl, 
my needs are not important, whatever he wants. And with him, I was just falling apart and he he saw me. And I also, this is going to get a little deep, but I was so upset and I felt like, oh, these people are, like my career is not going well right now. Why would he love me? Mm. And he's like, that makes no sense. And I'm like, my whole life, like when I'd win, people love me more. Like when I, when I do well in school, people love me more. That's just the math in my head. Like, why would you want to be with someone like this right now? Yeah. And he's like, that's something you have to work on within you. Like, you need to be happy with yourself despite like a year that went bad in your career of entertainment. He yeah. goes, buckle up. Entertainment's a wild ride. And he has a hundred. Because so he's, been he's it. literally. Yeah. He remembers the dinosaurs. <laughs> and but he has this wiseness to him that is annoying sometimes because he's like tough love, like knows what to say. Yeah. And sometimes it's like I wish he didn't know the answer to a lot of things, but he does. And he's really, really good for me. And he calls me out on my shit. But he's also like just so supportive. Oh, I love yeah, he's that. A good, he's a good one. So is he touring here or does he only tour in So he Ireland? was touring in Ireland like for three months before our wedding. It was kind of hot. I was like, who am I marrying? <laughs> this long distance boy. I felt like he was like a mail order bride. Like, come back. We're getting married. And he's going to do some more stuff in America. And yeah, he has like some exciting stuff he's working on, too. But I also told him I was like, I want to be a sugar mama. I want you to relax, play golf, take care of the kids. I will work. Wait, so do you want kids? Do you know that you told me yes, like before you were dating Des? Did I? Yeah. I I think when I told you I was pregnant, you were like, (gasps) I really like that. You wanted that. Like, even though it looked like on the show that you were like still single and like seeing random people. Yeah. You were you did feel like you wanted to have a serious relationship. I always envisioned a family. I think I, I was lucky to have like two parents who like still love each other, had a you know, a, a boy and a girl. And I, I had that idea in my head, but I was never like, I'm a mom. Like, you know, Kylie Jenner's like, I've always been a mom. I never felt that. <laughs> yeah, Kylie, she literally Kylie, came out of the womb. Kylie like, Jenner at 15 was literally like, like I want to be a mom. And then at 16, I do have to was. say, and I'm going to suck your dick again, but you're very inspiring. Cause my biggest, you didn't fear, suck my dick enough, by oh, the way. <laughs> so please start. <laughs> I mean, you're glowing up. You're like, I don't even know. Sorry, I'm not your Kardashian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I feel like my biggest fear of having a kid, especially because touring is like my business, is that it'll like fuck up my career a little mm-hmm. bit. But then like I went to a psychic and she's like, don't worry. Like, you're just going to love the kid. That's the only thing you're going to care about. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I want. Like, that means like you're saying I'm going to fail. But seeing your career actually like low key sore after having a kid is so super and I'm not trying to tell women they have to have it all because I think that's super toxic positivity but to see you have a child and I I have a lot of questions for you about the experience but like you've been able to excel as a mom it's as wild. well one of my fears was I mean I think my husband wanted to have a kid before me and I think I had like all these things I wanted to be set. I wanted financial security, but like who knows at what level? Like what do you mean? Like yeah. you could buy I could buy diapers always, right? Yeah. But it's like what did I mean? I think I wanted a certain level of like finances to be like sorted out. I wanted my mental health to be good because you're not going to have a baby when you're like off your meds and your anxiety is through the roof. So I wanted that was super important to me. And I think the third thing was I'm not where I'm at in my career. You know, so yeah, like how am I going to start sta- You this? feel like you're sabotaging yourself. But you guys know, so this is why 
So, okay. I have to be honest. And just so you know that I'm the real dumb bitch that you think I am. I am her. (laughs) The self-talk that I would do to myself was all these actresses had kids and still, you know, did got movies and like went to the, all these singers had kids, all these reality TVs, like people you see that you look up to have kids. It's not like all the people I look up to are single. And it's like somehow people are doing the things and they're having a kid. So I think I had to know that, but also say finances are fine. Mental health is good. I'm not going to like wait to for this. Yeah. So I kind but also of these mega it. celebrities have like full teams, but, but um, I know it's true, but I like to not think of that. I don't <laughs> have a team. I'm like, they have a house manager, right? A morning manager, a night manager. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it wasn't only celebs. I'm giving that example, but it was just knowing the people that I, I could think of people that were doing what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they had a kid. They happened to have a kid. And I also promised myself in my head, I was like, I'm going to be the same bitch. Like, I'm going to watch reality TV. I'm going to be on my phone and I'm going to have a baby like it'll be fine. And it was one of those things where I literally followed suit with what I thought. Like it was natural, but it was literally that like I had a baby but I was still doing my shit until this day. Cause I told you people ask me like, when did you make it? Or like, when did you feel like, and I'm like, I could tell you when I started making money, I started making money when Noah was born. And I know the date because Noah was born on that day. Like when Noah was born, Hannah, the day after was like my first like email from an agency where it like became kind of like, you got a paycheck. Like I got a paycheck. So how wild is that? And like, if that's a coincidence, if that's this, if that's that, but like, I know in my head, the date, Mm-hmm. I know when I started and that's May 2016. And I know so when I first made money like you... and that's August 2020. Four years of doing this with full stamina. It's uh, almost like you did the heavy labor to now like have a flow. Yeah. And have a system. My, It's funny you mentioned because you look at female standups and it's like Whitney Cummings, no kid. Nikki Glaser, no kid. I mean, Taylor Thompson's young, no kid. Amy Schumer just had a kid. But before that, when no she kid. blew up, no kid. <laughs> Chelsea Handler, no kid. Chelsea Handler, no kid. Like, there's a theme. Uh, I mean, okay. Ali Wong, pregnant when okay. she blew up. Right, right. <laughs> but I, because stand-up is, like, a lot of traveling and touring. Right. So you get a little nervous. But also, it's like, who knows the technology? Also, like, okay, I don't tour for two years and stuff. But do you think becoming a mom has made you a better, almost, entrepreneur because of, has it affected your mental health at all? Because you don't care about yourself as much. (laughs) First of all, I think situationally, yes. I think hard times that I went through, I look at Noah and I'm like, that's what matters. So, of course. But even like small situations, like on a plane turbulence, if I was by myself, I'd be like, I'm going to die. Because Noah's there. I look at him and I'm like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. So I think that in moments, yes. And also in the grand scheme of things, yes. Because I look at hardship that I went through, like since he was born and I'm like, wait, if I didn't have Noah, I would literally, I don't know what I would do. Um, Like I would, cause yeah, in a, in a sense you do have to be strong for them, but I won't say I succeeded because of Noah or I was, it's like MGK. Let's bring it back full circle. (laughs) I've been here the whole time. You know, I've been here like I didn't. And this is maybe my hate with TikTok. It's like, I didn't blow up on TikTok overnight and not you. I'm talking about people that just do TikTok. But it's like, it's not like, oh, who's no, people this get people will literally get half a million followers in like three days. Right. So it's like, no, it's like, that's why when people if people say, like you said, like, oh, like, did you see? No, no, no. For me, it's not like I blew, it's the most 
gradual growth ever. I mean, I've been yeah. doing this for since 2016, so I also, can't look at it like that. you're not that bitch who, no offense to people who are, who's like knew someone who got them into something or like dad and mom had a lot of money and put you into this. Like you fucking like came from the bottom. Now we're here. Came from the bottom. Now we're here. And I'm obsessed with that. Also, we both have like male order husbands. If you think about we it, we do. And also, I just want to say one thing about our glow up before we go, because we could do this forever. I think the one thing we shouldn't do and we've done it, but I think it's not us. OK, what do we do? The nails. We had a nail era. No, we need to just not. Do you like this better? Yes. I think it's more you. Do you think I was going too hard with the nails? I think I think it's not us. The thing is, I was uh, at first it was a joke because I was like copying Paige <laughs> and then my nails. You're doing it for content, then fine. I was doing it for content, but it, I literally talk about it's bad for feminism. You can't even like pick up a penny. You can't even brush you your own hair. guys literally like. You know how I always make fun of celebrities that like pat their makeup in? Yeah. I realize it because like if you have nails, your makeup <laughs> and your lotion will get stuck. Like so much shit is inside. You have avocado. Oh, it's disgusting. The germs. Yeah, like, have, that's like, how COVID was created under some girl's nail. I'm telling you, I feel like we're short nail bitches. So I'm a short nail bitch. Also, have you ever seen Kylie Jenner's makeup artist? He's incredibly talented. Makeup by Ariel. Longest nails I've I don't know ever. How, he does how it. do you even? I can't even do a cat eye. I saw eye an influencer today that I like get nails, and I was like, she's changed. I just feel like nails. Yeah. Like I feel like we could glow up all we want, but I yeah. feel like let's leave nails to the other bitches. I do have to. You're say, not promising it to me. I do have to say there is a wage gap already, and like spending two hundred dollars <laughs> on nails a month is like excessive. It's really a lot. And then it's you really also like the second they start looking bad, oh, you have to so find here's time. The thing. So here's the thing about the long nails, like with r regular gel, right? You could just like peel it off, whatever. Mm -hmm. With these like built nails mm -hmm. that. I've succumbed to doing once or twice is that the minutes are chipping. You have to go to the girl. So oh, you yeah. have to pay the hundred dollars yep. because you can't cancel you can't your it plans. Off. Cancel your plans immediately. <laughs> cancel your day. Cancel it's like a whole day. thing. You're I, right. Yeah, I also I, growing up as, do you know, I play tennis growing up as a tennis player. <laughs> I always kept it short. Cause like, you don't want dirty nails. And like, I'm sorry. I want to eat tacos. I want to get messy. I want to eat ribs. And no. you can't do that. No. And like not smell like a rib. No. For two weeks. After. No. I feel like. Can we make a. A pact. Me and you. Yeah. What is yours right now? Like, those are just like natural. Don't my short nails. Like I feel like. I was doing those oval shits. We were kind and of I saw being you try doing hard. it. We were try hard. We were. We were. We you know what it is though. LA? This was is it. LA? I have huge palms and nubs. I have nubby fingers, so I was trying to elongate the nail to make my hands look longer. But also, I don't need to be a fucking you don't basketball need, player. Why do I need, need long need fingers? Longer fingers. It's just Paige makes insecure because she has like supermodel okay, long fingers. Literally, pages like. Can we yeah. normalize chubby nubs? They're so cute. Honestly, wait. Let me see who has bigger hands. Probably you. No, we have the same. Oh, we have, we have literally the same, the same hand. <laughs> and I'm 5'7". Girl, I have hooves. <laughs> I have a hoof. <laughs> and I love you. I love you so much. Thanks thank you, you for thank coming you for to me. my new podcast studio that I tried out on you. I'm obsessed with on, it. The like, energy is good. So Hannah Burner, you guys, <laughs> is it Hannah Burner on TikTok too? Hannah oh my God, I'm promoting TikTok, you on Instagram. TikTok. I'm throw up. Ew. But go to, ah! go to HannahBurner.com and come to one of my shows. I have LA coming up. Do you have New York? Geekly Squad's in New York. You could come by and hang in the green room. Okay. I have Portland, Tacoma, Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh and yeah, listen to Giggly Squad and Burning in Hell. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Bye. you, Hannah. Until next time. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 